It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the next two hours, you're invited to listen to Christmas on the Blues. This is Christmas on the Blues. Two full hours of the greatest entertainment has to offer, brought to you by the Blue Network from Hollywood, New York, San Francisco, Paris, Pearl Harbor, and the European Battlefront. To make your Christmas a merrier one, you'll hear... Paul Heichman and his orchestra. Wendell Niles and Don Prindle. Lawrence Tibbett and Reese Stevens. Walter Winchell. The Andrews Sisters. Alan Young. The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix. Andy Russell. Charlotte Greenwood. The Fred Waring Chorus. Ed Wynn and his son, Keenan. Joey Brown. The Paul Taylor Chorus. Herbert Marshall. Westbrook Van Bury. The famous voice of the March of Time, who will introduce our fighting men and women who are spending Christmas on far-flung battlefronts all around the world. And last but not least... The woman who heads our cast of over 200 actors, singers, and musicians. Our mistress of ceremonies, known to servicemen everywhere as our Gracie, Miss Gracie Fields. Hello, everyone. A merry, merry Christmas. I'm so glad you could be with us today because we're all in for one of the greatest listening treats in the history of radio. Two full hours of music and fun with some of the biggest stars in radio. But even better than that, some of you folks who haven't seen your loved ones in the service for a long time will have the thrill of talking with them overseas through the facilities of the Blue Network. So let's begin our two-hour show right now with Paul Whiteman and his orchestra, the Paul Taylor Chorus, and a lively Christmas carol called Deck the Halls. <laughs> Fa-la-la-la-la, la 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 la
a very Christmassy arrangement, Mr. Whiteman. Thanks, Gracie, but boy, I'm kind of worried. Why, what's the matter, Pops? Didn't Santa Claus fill your stocking this morning? Oh, sure, he did fine in that department, Gracie. Sandy brought me lots of war bonds, and that's for me. It's filling up these two hours that worries me. Why, Paul? We have lots of famous people. That's trouble. We got too darn many. How are you ever going to get all these big names into a puny little two-hour show? Well, the best way I know is to start introducing them as fast as we can. And first, I would like you to meet a brand new team of comedians who are going to work for Hire's Root Beer on January 24th at 10 p.m. Eastern Wartime over the Blue Network. So Christmas on the Blue gives you a preview of this new show starring Wendell Niles and Don Prindle. <laughs> Thank you very much. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Wendell Niles. And I am Don Prindle. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to start our little contribution on this Christmas day in a friendly manner. Now, to begin with, we want to know you, we want you to know us, and best of all, we want you people out there to know each other. Right, Don? Right, Wendell. How about everybody in our audience getting acquainted with each other? Say, that's a great idea. Now, look, we want all the men in our audience to turn to the lady next to him. That's it. Now, <laughs> all right, now, now introduce yourself to the lady and get acquainted. <laughs> There's a sailor in every crowd. <laughs> well, now that we're all familiar with each other. <laughs> they, uh... Don, how about telling the people something about ourselves, huh? They probably yes, want to know uh, who you are and where you came from. So what's your story, Don? Well, there's not much to tell, Wendell. Thank you very much, Don. <laughs> Now, uh, suppose you tell us about yourself. Hmm? Well, it's just the usual story of a genius. Poor boy kicked around. People said I was dumb, lazy, and worthless. Did they actually use those words? Yes, but now those people have changed their tune. They're still using the same words. How true, how true. Yes, how true. What's your story, Wen? <laughs> For the past two years, I've been announcing the Bob Hope Show, but... If... <laughs> Of course, Bob won't be with us on our show. Yes, I read in the paper there's no hope for our program. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I suppose as an announcer, Wendell, you have to have a pretty fair education. Did you go to college? No. Uh, high school? No. Grade school? No. Tell me when I'm getting warm. <laughs> uh, now, wait a minute, Don. I have proof that I went to school right here in my pocket. Now, you see this little card? That shows that I was in uh, 3A. <laughs> uh, Wendell, that, uh, that card happens to be from your draft board. It is? I thought it was funny they made me get undressed in front of the principal. <laughs> well, now that we've uncovered your past, uh, let me say again... <laughs> let me say again that we're happy to be out here in Hollywood starting our new show. This Hollywood is a great place for an outdoor man. Oh, you said it, Don. I didn't know you were an outdoor man. Yes, I've been living outdoors for the last six months. <laughs> bad you have, huh? I expect to find an apartment any day now. It is bad. Uh, come right in. Pardon me, but are you the two gentlemen who are looking for a furnished room? Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. Well, I'm from the Schnook Rental Agency. Now, we've been all over town, and the only thing we can find is the bridal suite at the Plaza Hotel. Mr. Niles, do you wish to take the bridal suite? I do. And you, Mr. Prindle, do you wish to take the bridal suite? I do. Very well, I now pronounce you room and bath. Five dollars a day. <laughs> Wendell, if you'll kindly run along, I have a little Christmas story I'd like to tell all the folks. Run along? What do you mean, Don? You're, you're not staying out here without me. We're a team, you know, Niles and Prindle. Uh, but, After but all, what do you mean? Man. I just well, want to tell a story. How can you act that way when we've been lifelong pals? 
Why do I have to make all the sacrifices? What do you mean, make sacrifices? Well, don't you remember we were in vaudeville together? You mean the time we played the part of a horse? Yes. Didn't I go to the front for you? Yes. <laughs> what a part I had. Well, we ate, didn't we? You're half eight. <laughs> and now, now do you mind if I tell my Christmas story? I'm very proud of it, Wendell. I wrote it myself. Oh, you wrote it yourself, huh? Well, has the Blue Network censored Dorothy Brown seen it? No, why should the censor see it? Well, I don't look. have censor for my story, this oh. little story. Look, Donnie, you don't seem to understand. You're new at this racket. Now, I've been on the air a long time. You realize there are a lot of things that you can't say on the radio. Now, what if your story contains some naughty words? I beg your pardon? I happen to be an Eagle Scout. Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Don, I'll tell you what I'm going to do now. I'll let you read your play, but I'm going to have to censor it as you go along, because Dorothy isn't here. Now, if I hear one risque word, I'll ring my little bell. I have it right here. Now, like that, you get it? Yes, okay, I Okay, now you tell your story. Okay, my story takes place on Christmas Eve. A boy and girl are riding along a country road far from the city's hustle and bustle. Ah, 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 ah. Can't say bustle on the air. I'm but sorry. I have to... <laughs> but I have to say bustle. This takes place in the back country. I'm sorry, Don. Your bustle is out. My what? Your bustle is out. That's just the way I'm built. I mean... <laughs> Truth. Um, go on with your story, Don. Well, they're riding along country road. Suddenly, the boy stops the car. Ah. Uh, they gotta keep riding. Gotta keep riding. <laughs> My Wendell, he's out of gas. You'll have to change it. I'm sorry. But he hit a tree. You'll have to change it. He had a flat tire. Oh, well, that's okay. Then you change it. <laughs> Go on with your story, Don. The young man looks around for help. Mm -hmm. Suddenly he sees bright lights and hears music coming from a cocktail bar. No cocktail bar, please. He hears music coming from a roadhouse. No roadhouse. The choir is singing Sweet Adeline. <laughs> so he turns to the girl and says, do you want to dance? No dancing, Don. He pulls out a package of... No drink. smoking, sorry. He offers her a drink. No drinking. All right, all right. She doesn't dance, she doesn't smoke, and she doesn't drink. She doesn't? No, in fact, Lloyd's will give you ten to one. She's dead. <laughs> anyway, the hero walks up to the door of the cafe and, and decides to step in. Uh-uh, can't say step in. I'm sorry, uh -huh. it was a slip. <laughs> can't say slip. Why can't I say slip? Because that also comes under the censor's ban. Underwear? Can't say underwear, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know how those things creep up on you. Yeah. <laughs> Will you please finish your story, Don? Well, all. okay. Suddenly the boy hears the girl scream. A big animal is coming out of the woods. Bear? No, he had a hat and coat on. What kind of a... <laughs> Well, the savage beast grabs the boy, crushes him in his powerful arms. He can't breathe. He stands there and pants. All right, I'll drop the pants. Okay. No, no, no. In the meantime, the girl has gone for help, and she comes to the rescue with a man from the FBI. Oh, for garden seed. Now I went and did it. Ring the bell, ring the bell. What's the matter? I had to go and say FBI. But, Don, there's nothing wrong with saying FBI. Yes, there is, Wendell. I'm ashamed of myself, really. Do you realize that the FBI is a government bureau? Well, sure, what of it? Well, a bureau is a dresser. A dresser is a chiffonier. A chiffonier is a tall thing with drawers, and drawers is a naughty word. <laughs> on the blue makes me feel a little blue. Oh, how can that be, Gracie? Well, I'll tell you all about it, Pops. <laughs> again it is Christmas, again it is Christmas, again it is Christmas again. 
But that never thrills me. The thought of it kills me. I tell you, it fills me with pain. It makes me remember a Christmas gone by when I was extremely upset. A night in December, an evening that I would very much rather forget. For I took my harp to a party, but nobody asked me to play. The others were jolly and hearty, but I wasn't feeling so gay. They might have said play as a tune we can sing, but somehow I don't think they noticed the thing. I took my harp to a party, but nobody asked me to play. So I took the damn thing away. Mrs. Morgan to play her mouth organ and somebody else did a dance. I made Mrs. Carter perform a sonata, but I wasn't given a chance. A North Country person called Sandy McPherson played bagpipes and took off his coat. While both the Miss Fawcett's bust out of their corsets in trying to take a top note. They sang home sweet home and the of Loch Lomond, then all the king's horses, then trees, while nephews and nieces kept playing their pieces and spreading their jam on the keys. A daughter called Lena played her concertina, we all played ridiculous games, till old Mr. Dyer set his whiskers on fire and the fire engine played on the flame. But I took my harp to a party. Nobody asked me to play, so I took the dancing away. Thank you. Thank you. Before we switch you to New York to hear American families talk with their fighting men overseas, I'd like to remind you of just one thing. Those valiant men and women are spending their Christmas in muddy shell holes, jungles, and on desert islands so, so that we can spend Christmas in our warm, comfortable homes. Help bring them back next Christmas by buying more bonds than you have ever bought before. Please don't forget them this Christmas. And now, Christmas on the Blue takes you 3,000 miles across America so that you may hear Mr. Westbrook Van Voorhees, the famous voice of March of Time program, heard each Thursday night at 10.30 over the Blue Network. We take you now to New York. Thank you, Bracey Fields. A Down East Yankee Christmasing in the tropics may well yearn today for snow drifting against the stone fences of New England. But a southerner somewhere near the Arctic Circle may dream not of a white Christmas, but of poinsettias blooming in red Alabama soil and the crackle of children's firecrackers. To other frontline troops amid mud and cold and death and wounds, today we'll recall memories of warmth, of love and good cheer, of stocking hung hearths on the indescribable incense of a Christmas tree. To the millions overseas, today may well mean as many different things, for up and down this broad land of ours, Christmas is a local custom and varies like the people who make up America. It can be Christmas without Santa Claus, without a toy if the children are grown up, without a turkey dinner if there are only one or two to eat it. And mistletoe isn't very much without the right person beneath it. Christmas could be Christmas without any of these things. 
And overseas, there are G.I. Christmas parties for children in France, in England, in Iceland, in Philippines, and many another land. Somewhere in Italy, high on an Apennine hill, a pine tree glows with colored light. Yet at home and overseas, one thing is lacking. The one thing above all else that makes a Christmas. It's the sound of a well-remembered and beloved voice saying, Merry Christmas. Today, the Blue Network does what it can to remedy this, to bring a few voices at home and a few voices overseas together. There are a few of those home folks in our New York and San Francisco studios right now. They must represent to the men overseas the loved ones at home, just as the chosen GI voices you will hear from overseas must represent their buddies who this day are busy with the war. To bring these representatives together, to let each hear the well-loved voice of the other, here's Doug Browning. Thank you, Westbrook Van Voorhees. This is the Blue Network in New York calling Harold Peters in Paris. Hello, This is Harold Peters, the Blue Network correspondent in France. How are you, Harold? Fine. Uh, Merry Christmas, Doug. Same to you, boy. Uh, we have in the studios tonight, we've got four people who've been through uh, different phases of the war for different periods, and we're very happy that we've been able to give them this chance to talk to their folks uh, at home at this season. And who do you have, uh, Harold? Uh, first, we've got Sergeant Henry Waldfogel. He's 25 years old, of Catonsville, Maryland. We have his wife right here, Ronnie. Well, he wants to hear about that new son that was born. He just got a telegram on the 6th of December, but he's still not sure of the date uh, when he was born. <laughs> uh, go ahead, uh, go ahead, Sergeant. Merry Christmas, darling. Hi, Hans. How are you? Oh, boy, fine. Boy, that sounds swell. Oh, good. Hey, um, it hey, was um, born December 5th. December 5th? Uh-huh. Good. And his weight? Um, eight pounds, one and a half ounces. Good. Uh, who does he look like? You, of course. Me? <laughs> Certainly. Well. Hey, look, I got your flowers yesterday. Gee, they were pretty. You liked them, huh? You bet. Did you get the others? Yeah, Mother got those. They were swell, huh? Uh-huh. Hey, how about the Christmas gifts I sent home? Have you got those? Well, no, they haven't gotten here yet. Oh, they'll be there. Um... How's the mail situation? You getting letters? Just one on the 10th. Son of a gun. Huh? Son of a gun. How about mine? I've been, well, I just got two Saturday. Are you dead? But I've been writing every day. Good for you. Me too. How's the weather back home? White Christmas? No. No? No. That's bad. It's plenty cold over here. Oh, well. Uh, do you have some heat in the hotel now? Yes, we have. What? what are you going to name me? Hey, uh, incidentally, <laughs> is it Junior? Well, no, it's a third. Oh, I get it. <laughs> what will his name be? Junior. Um, it's the third. It? Beg your pardon? It's the third. No juniors for us. Oh, I see. Uh, how's everybody? Oh, fine. Good. I'm going to take a break and say Merry Christmas to Mother and Dad. Good. I did it. Good. Um, gee whiz, I don't know what to say now. Well, I come don't. back after she talks to you. After you talk to your mother and dad, why she can come back and say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Mother and Dad. You know I'm thinking of you. Hey, Ronnie? Yeah. What's Bob doing? Uh, he's out at sea now. Yeah? Can't say where, because I don't know. How's the car running? Oh, fine. No Good. more No more accidents. Well, you know what? This is the swellest Christmas gift that's all I can have. Well, that is, outside of being home. Uh, really Ronnie, wonderful to hear your voice. We're going to have to cut off the conversation. Will you think about it? Bye, darling. Merry Bye, Christmas. Sweetheart. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All right, Harold. Who uh, else do we have now? Uh, the next one we've got is Sergeant George Bo Boardingham of New Rochelle, New York. 
Well, he's we... a radio operator and gunner uh, and a medium bomber, and he just completed his tenth mission yesterday and jeeped all the way down to Paris to get up for this broadcast. Fine. We have his family here and well, uh, a young member that you no doubt can hear over there. Well, we hope we're going to hear him because he saw her when she was uh, three months old on his way over to this theater. He spent some time in the Pacific, and he just got a break to see her, see her when she was three months old. She's six months old now. Good. Well, here's a greeting. Go ahead. That's the greeting. Now, that's here is... <laughs> that's right. Here is uh, Mrs. Boardingham, your mother. Go right ahead. Mother. Oh, much love this Christmas, George. It's wonderful to hear you. Oh, it's swell. Isn't this a wonderful Christmas present? Yeah, it's swell. Oh, that's great. How have you been? Oh, I've been wonderful. That's good. Just... And Dad? Oh, he's grand. That's you should good. see him. Uh, I'll bet. You should see him with 100 pounds more on since last Christmas. 100 more? Yeah. What does that make it? George, I want to tell you something. Yes? This is, this, speaking to you today and having Doris and the baby with us has made this a wonderful Christmas for us. Uh-huh. Well, how's Dad? Wonderful. God yeah. bless you, boy. And okay. every mother's daughter and son all over this world. Okay. Merry Here. Christmas. Hello, darling. Hello, darling. How are you? Oh, fine. How is the Jeep ride? Oh, very good. That's good. Can you hear the little one shouting? Yeah, I hear her. She's How a noisy the... devil now. How much does she weigh now? 16 pounds and a couple of ounces. Uh-huh. She's on Good. three meals a day. Uh-huh. Are you Jane? getting my letters? Yes. Good deal. You getting mine? Well, a few. A few. Few I... and five between. Yes. Are you smoking a pipe yet? No, I'm still smoking cigarettes. Good deal. Which reminds me I sent you some. Thank you. You may get them. Thank you. Now, how about there? Oh, gee. Hello, George. Hello, Pop. How are you? Oh, fine. That's good. The good, best of health. Uh, you talk to Doris again. Okay. Hello, darling. Hi, you. <laughs> fine. Okay. By the way, you're going to get another pair of socks. Say, I need them. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. Cold feet. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have. Hey, that little one makes a lot of noise. Yeah. Well, goodbye, darling. Goodbye, darling. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You say goodbye. Bye, goodbye, son. Bye, good Mom. luck. Bye, Bye, George. Go on, Bob. This is uh, Blue in New York saying goodbye to Paris for the time being. See you later. We'll stand by. Right. We return you now to Hollywood. In a short while, we will hear from another group of fighting men and their families. But right now, we want to hear Paul Whiteman and his orchestra and the Paul Taylor Chorus in one of the outstanding musical arrangements of 1944, Holiday for Strings. <laughs>
it even better than it did when I heard it on your Philco Hall of Fame broadcast, which comes over the Blue Network on Sundays at 6 p.m. Ah, thanks for the plug, Gracie. Thanks for the arrangement, Paul. Now we want you to meet a young comedian who has been voted the most promising star of tomorrow, who we can hear at 8.30 Tuesday nights when he broadcasts for Bristol Myers. He is, of course, Alan Young. We take you now to New York. Thank you. Thank you, Gracie. Oh, Kenny Delmar. Yes, Alan. Yeah, Kenny, I just finished the most wonderful Christmas dinner. We had a 30-pound turkey, and I invited some fellas over from the Air Force. Oh. What eaters? When that turkey came in, some of them began gunning for the legs, another was gunning for the breast, another was gunning for the wings. Yeah, what about you, Alan? Rear gunner. <laughs> you, you come from Canada, Alan. What kind of Christmases do they have up there? Oh, wonderful. I remember how on Christmas morning I walked through the living room... Flung open the kitchen door and... Mmm, that aroma. The laundry steaming on the stove. I thought it smelled too good to be food. But a few, a few months ago, I left home, Ken. Yeah, were your parents sorry to see you go? Oh, yeah. On the day I was leaving, my father called me over for a few parting words. He said, hey, son. He always called me, hey. He said, he said son, you're leaving home. And it's time I was talking to you like a Dutch uncle. So, <laughs> yes, of course. Well, she said it in Gaelic. <laughs> I see. Well, did you have a good train trip down here? Oh, Alan? I had a compartment right at the end of the car. A wonderful compartment. There was only one thing wrong with it. What? Every time the train stopped at a station, the conductor locked me in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you certainly have changed since you came down here from Canada. You're not as naive as you used to be. Oh, I'll say I'm not naive. No. In fact, last night I went up to a girl's apartment. I sat there for two hours with the lights turned out. You did? Yeah. Then she came home and turned them on, so I had to leave. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. David's Bridal, where brides and bridesmaids get fabulously dressed. We let our friends pick out what we wear, show off our dance moves, obsess over every little detail, hold your hand through it all. Smile bravely when it's time to let go. Make your dreams come true. The things we do for love. Only at David's Bridal. 